One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, for joined by Ewan Patterson. Hello. Hello. And Ash Millman. Hello. Hello. Now, we thought we would dive in headfirst into the biggest controversy of the current time, which is Spider-Man going exclusive <laughs> to the... <laughs> it's a big deal, Ewan. Have you seen social media? They can't show People up, are but... really angry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's blown up left, right, and center. So, yeah, mm. PS4 version of Avengers will have Spider-Man exclusive to that platform. They haven't said whether it's a timed exclusive um, or for all time. Um, but, obviously, there's a whole lot to pick apart with this. Um, I guess to go into you straight away, you and what was your initial thoughts on this? Uh, my initial thoughts on this, Scott Telford, was the uh, Principal Skinner, am I so out of touch moment? Because I saw <laughs> everyone getting really, really angry and riled up about it. And I was mm-hmm. just kind of there, like, and what? And, and, I, like, I, I, to- I told you yesterday about like the, the irreconcilably, you know, spicy take I had about all this. And mm. it's that if people are so worked up about Spider-Man being an exclusive character in Marvel's Avengers, if they loved Spider-Man so much, why didn't they fork out the four hundred pounds to get the PlayStation to play the whole ass game dedicated towards the character? That might be yeah. very. That might be the dumbest thing I've ever said on camera. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> literally. I have no litmus test for this anymore. Um, I just found the outrage really kind of disproportionate and there's a whole weird narrative going on around this game that we can get into later mm. as well if we want to um, yeah, but, yeah. You mean there's like a whole thing around it in terms of like a lot of people are it, it, this is, is like a side tangent but it feels yeah. like some people are kind of willing it to fail in a way yeah, because mean, it is I, very much like a very much like destiny or, or an anthem yeah i mean i think it's because it didn't have the best first showing and it was mm. very easily memeable with those weird character models and the fact that it's not quite found the strength of art design that the insomniac marvel games have i think you know people seem to think that it's trying to be an mcu thing even though it isn't and me and myself personally i have definitely not been won over by crystal dynamics you know visual vision for um Visual vision? Vision for the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I love a good visual vision. Yeah, visual vision. Visual vision. Yeah, exactly. But, I'm um, kind of the same, though. Yeah. I think it's it's looked, it has a pretty naff showing so far, although the two most recent, uh, well, they've only done two war tables, but the most recent war table so far seems to have turned a few people yeah. on it. Um, but, Ash, what's your thoughts on multi-platform games have, having platform-specific exclusive content? Oh, I feel like it's splitting the hairs a little bit too much mm. for my tastes, as in, like, I, if there's something that's a, a console, either have the game as a console exclusive and then everyone can access everything, if they're on the console or have um just everyone available everything available to everyone the console exclusive like dlc kind of platform i think is gonna cause issues and whilst mm-hmm. this one isn't so bad like um in general i think having spider-man as a character in marvel i don't think it's that bad in general because it's it's their ip they've always tried to capitalize on themselves as the spider-man folk um i feel like that that suits them 
Um, but if it were to continue as a trend, it'd be something that would kind of throw me off because then anytime mm. anybody got a game, they wouldn't be getting the full experience unless they played it across multiple consoles and had all the different things that come with them. Because as it stands with Xbox players or other players being able to play Marvel and then having the Marvel experience, but not the full one because Spider-Man yeah. isn't in it, but then the PlayStation people can have the Spider-Man one. I think it just kind of encourages this whole, oh, you need every console and every variant of it to be able to experience gaming fully. And then that's more, I don't know, I just want everyone to enjoy everything at the end of the day. Um, I'll tell you what, though, with this, um, because I think me and you had the same initial reaction in terms of like, what, it's it's just exclusive stuff. The, the industry's been doing this for a long time. Um, and so I've, I've kind of gathered up a handful of different examples when this happened. Because um, a lot of people are saying like it's a very antiquated, um, you know, way of doing content rollouts that you just didn't see that this much this generation. Um, that's not really true. That there's been a lot of examples this generation. Um, even last year's Modern Warfare had their um, survival mode was on PS4. That's still exclusive to PS4. Red Dead Xbox still has PS4 first content as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the there's like Arkham Knight had some GTA Online. <laughs> there's a ton and uh so from last generation to like soul caliber 2 and 4 had characters per platform depending on which one you bought go Mr. on Telford, sir yes uh, I, I, <laughs> I remember the days of when i was really excited for batman arkham asylum but i couldn't play as right. joker because that was a playstation 3 exclusive and yes. that so i remember that that was i still haven't gotten over that well, so I I, know, I, I, hold on hold on if think of how about how that makes you feel you and how does yeah. that make you feel and all these people are having right. that moment right. again right here we go right <laughs> i was 12 when i had that issue right i'm a grown-ass man now and you know i'm not going to say that this whole thing isn't crappy because at the end of the day i want everyone to play the full game i think it is fundamentally crappy that people can't but it's not surprising to me because there is so much precedent that has gone into something yes. like this and that's the thing that kind of weighs on me in the sense that people are so shocked by it you know we already had a full ps4 exclusive spider-man title now sony if he was ever going to appear in the avengers game that was all i think we've had actually conversations about this um when we were talking about whether the game could connect to Insomniac Spider-Man, I think me or Josh, myself or Josh, must have spitballed the idea that maybe Spider-Man could be a PS4 exclusive character a few years ago. What have you done, you, and you set it all in motion? Maybe that's why I'm not guilty about it, is because Sony just giving me all the royalties. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think without precedent, it can be very frustrating, but this doesn't seem as surprising or as shocking or as you know, whatever outrageous kind of thing people are calling it right now. Mm. I, I just don't see it that way. I was going to say, do you guys remember when uh, Peter Moore, who, uh, I forget who he, he used to, he was working for EA for a while. But and then he, he worked at Microsoft. Liverpool. He's just left Liverpool now. That's right, okay. my other fun story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Peter Moore, though, back when GTA 4 was coming out on the 360 and everything, he got a GTA tattoo and he slowly ruled, rolled his sleeve up at E3 to reveal this GTA tattoo because the 360 got the GTA 4's DLC a year in advance before the PS3. And uh, I remember that being one of the first major oh my god it's a really important ip and you guys have secured this thing and everyone being extremely gutted about it um I, but yeah i don't know if i'm just desensitized to the fact that this is a fact of the industry like ash do you feel the same way like in terms of just being this is just something the industry does oh it's definitely something the industry does but i feel like kind of in the age where they're, they're saying for the player and all this sort of thing it does not feel <laughs> for the player it feels like for the business and as someone the who's PS4 played player. But yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, as someone who's played um, Xbox a lot and had like the Xbox 360 generation and that sort of thing, I feel like someone who's, who's had that side of it, where I'm like, oh man, everything sucks. <laughs> I don't have a PlayStation. Um, mm. It's it is gutting when you've like shelled out a lot of money for a console that you then can't use to its fullest potential because of exclusive content. But that is just the way it be. Sometimes it's the other like flip side to this. <laughs> Things have to make money. That's be a reason to buy a specific thing. It's why like Apple has a market and Samsung has a market 
it because you go for different features. I think it's a little bit different when people are personally connected to characters and stories, and that makes the whole thing a bit more heightened. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, like absolutely, it is just an industry thing. It's an industry thing that happens. People get exclusive content, and you've got to make your choices, weighing up the pros and cons. Not everybody can have everything, mm-hmm. unfortunately, unless they're a PC gamer. But even then, they don't get everything either, to be fair. They say they do. But they don't. <laughs> All those spreadsheets and sliders. I think it's worth pointing out in this case that um, the pre-orders for Avengers have been open for a couple of weeks now. So I think it's a very small amount of people that would have both systems and would still then choose to pay to play on Xbox because they're the ones that are being directly stiffed by this. If they're they are if they are then also a huge Spider-Man fan. Mm. Um, and there's also a weird thing as well where in terms of the core value proposition of what this game is, assumedly Spider-Man isn't a remotely worthwhile part of that because he's only being added on like two no. months before, I mean, month before launch. That, that's the important context i think a lot of people are missing here you know it's not going to be a fundamental part of the game the way that square enix or crystal dynamics have built this game up is is very much along the lines of a destiny where you'll have individual hero missions and then they will join your band and you can do different missions that come after that and Mm -hmm. to me personally you know i I guess, you know, in the age of the MCU where Spider-Man is so synonymous with the Avengers now, when really when I was growing up, that wasn't the case at all. I don't see that synonymy between the two properties, so I'm not that burnt up about it. But I guess maybe if you do see Spider-Man as being an Avengers character, then maybe that kind of exacerbates things a little bit more. But again, that's not really what I care about the character for anyway. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of, if anything, if anything, Scott Taylor for Nash Millman. I'm outraged by the fact that we've got Spider-Man in this game at all. He ain't an Avenger. He's been an Avenger a few times, but he's not yeah. a core Avenger. You know, we've well, got to get mean- Hawkeye in there. We've got to get all the other people in there first. What is this, you know, uh, just... Uh, see, I love, I love this, like, the Ewan Patterson, like, the knowledge of all the comics, everything, just coming in with the slam dunk. Like, yeah, fair enough, he's not an Avenger. Yeah, but if he'd been him off, exactly. why get he That's my nuclear take, actually. Not that it's good, actually. It's get rid of Spider-Man, get him out of it. <laughs> Well, that was that was the thing that I thought I mean by the value proposition thing. Like he wasn't mentioned at all, even by there's no allusion to Peter Parker in the story. As far as I know, there's nothing that regarding, you know, Peter Parker is going to matter in this universe. And for, for the longest time, we were speculating on it, assumedly the Insomniac version being tied in. Um, and now a month before launch, they've gone, hey, by the way, Spider-Man's a thing. Um, and even in relation to the way Sony handled Spidey, like they have the movie rights or whatever. But on the game side, Spider-Man's already been in Ultimate Alliance 3. So assumedly, Sony are the ones getting in touch with Crystal Dynamics, sorting something out along the way or the ones coming in at the end going like actually we're gonna we're gonna secure that character that you maybe had in development for multi-platform at one point they would have to they would have had to have him in development for multi-platform at some point yeah i mean the only other possibility in my the only other strategy that i think might have been tabled at sony would have been uh oh can we go out and get spider-man mom and it's like oh no we have spider-man at home and it's the crystal dynamics <laughs> spider-man that could be the only other strategy that i could think would be oh well given that and that's that's very cruel of me because i'm actually you know i'm tentatively optimistic about this title um, but you I know, there's no getting away from the fact that Spider-Man is a ma- and I guess that's the sticking point. And the reason why I got a PlayStation 4, apart from the fact that the 2013 Xbox One showing was so dreadful when they, they first demoed <laughs> that console, um, no, but- was mainly because of Spider-Man as well. Like I really, really, really wanted to play Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4. I think if that had been on an Xbox title, I would have been absolutely gutted because then I would have had mm-hmm. to fork out money to get an Xbox because that character is such a, a pivotal and important one. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, the, the, the actual mainstream appeal of Spider-Man is very important to factor in here. That's as opposed one thing- to other stuff as well. 
Yeah, yeah, that's one massive thing that I wanted to highlight is that Sony for the longest time have wanted to make Spider-Man a, a PlayStation character, quote unquote, like back with the PS3, the PS3's font was the Spider-Man movie font. And they uh, yeah. had obviously they have their own exclusive game and they include Spidey in the PlayStation Studios um, sizzle reels when they put them out before like, as part of their live streams and stuff like that. Um, I don't think any of us think of Spider-Man as a PlayStation character at all. Um, I do after talking to you guys about it, but okay. like before I was like, oh, what, what's, what's this deal with, with Spider-Man? Then I was like, mm -hmm. oh yes, Sony own all of the films and do all of the spider-man content of course he is a spider-man character yeah. but do like you know, that is like an effective thing because to me yeah. it's like it feels too try hard and it feels like if you're i don't know for me i'm like it's a marvel character that you've licensed but that's yeah. just me yeah i mean i think that's a fair thing to say you know sony don't own spider-man they just mm. own you know the on-screen rights and through their negotiations with marvel games i wouldn't i imagine that maybe their deals with marvel studios will have helped them out in some way there as well um, they have managed to procure Spider-Man as an exclusive title for, you know, Insomniac Games and make that mm -hmm. a first party offering. And, you know, if you're Marvel Games at this point, you're approaching this from the perspective of what do we want, you know, instead of where it was like with Disney and EA, where they basically gave that publisher and the, the studios carte blanche to do whatever with Star Wars, Marvel mm -hmm. Games have very much looked at the thing and gone, well, on a case-by-case -case basis, what is going to serve Marvel games best? And at this point in time, you know, obviously it, it stands to benefit Sony as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, ah, yeah, Spider-Man, he's such a universal property and it is a bit cringe that Sony are trying to be like, oh, he's actually, hey, you like Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter and Nathan Drake. Well, they're all PlayStation characters, yeah, friends. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. That is a little bit weird, but at the same time, you know, the PS4 Spider-Man game was fantastic, so... I yeah. I think it's working is the thing, though, no matter yeah. how, like, it may feel. It's like, oh, no, absolutely. Like I say, like, I would never have thought of Spider-Man as, you know, the Sony character, but, like, uh, the, the recent discussions about it and then actually thinking about all the work they've put into, like, branding that way. Um, I feel like in, like, what, 10 years, 20 years, when we've just all installed games into our eyeballs and have Spider-Man <laughs> in there, um, Sony will have absolutely solidified their foothold as having Spider-Man, even if it is just, like, holding him like a butterfly in their hands, going, he does, he does. <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. But, like, yeah. I, I think they are doing it well, and I think that the way that they are treating the character with love and, uh, like, the game they've put out, everything that they've put out around it has always been done with, like, care and passion and reverence for the character. So I think you can't really, you can't really besmirch them for wanting to continue with that. It is just a shame that he's being cornered off from other markets that love comics and games, but are just, you know, unfortunate Xbox players, as yeah, it's so big. A ton of it. I think the reason a lot of people blew up about it, like, obviously, it's Spider-Man. Like, he, you know, he is this incredibly popular character. The, the Spider-Man game on PS4 is, like, the highest selling or the best selling um, game in PS4 history. It's this massive deal. Um, but it's just that thing where it's so close to the release date itself that they've kind of dropped in this last minute thing yeah. that they could have led with months ago. They, I I just when I, when I start think start thinking about the specifics of how this must have rolled out, assumedly considering the amount of dev time it takes to make a character model and start designing missions and things like that, unless Spidey is a twenty twenty one like way further into twenty twenty one character. I think and it's slated for an early twenty twenty one release. Sorry, right? Because they, they had yeah they were like early twenty twenty one. So it's like was this character a multi platform character in the first place? And then Sony got on the blower and said, actually, we'll take him. We'll give you four million or whatever because this is <laughs> this is the character that we absolutely know and love. Um, I did want to. 
pivot into timed exclusive stuff as well. And um, because when I started Googling all the um, cases of multi-platform games with exclusive stuff this generation, um, like I said, it was Modern Warfare last year with the survival modes, Arkham Knight, Scarecrow missions, um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag had some um, timed stuff. Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag um, was one of the only examples where something stayed exclusive to PlayStation. Um, Modern Warfare, Arkham Knight, Hitman Control, and Watch Dogs all did exclusive stuff that went across after a certain amount of time. Um, and even something like Rise of the Tomb Raider went back across to PlayStation after initially being on Xbox One. Um, do you guys think that the timed side of it makes it more acceptable and makes it more palatable? Um, or is it still like a kick in the teeth? No, I well, uh, timed exclusive. Timed exclusive. <laughs> is great i love time okay. exclusive you get all of the joys of being oh yeah i'm a such and such player i have package. all of this but everybody actually <laughs> everybody actually gets to play it as well so i think if you if, if they're going to do exclusive time exclusive absolutely is my jam because it's like okay yeah cool you have to have it late it's like you know get a cinema ticket yeah you can go and see it at the cinema have the full experience the way it's supposed to be with all the stuff in the right place mm -hmm. and then you can watch it on home movie later and it's like you still get the same stuff and you get it a bit later but you get it for like a better price or a different uh, accessibility sort of rate or whatever mm -hmm. i think timed exclusive is absolutely the way to go but i do recognize that that's I don't know, I feel like that's kind of a nerd opinion for anyone who's like, I love exclusives. I love like exclusives to con. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
pretzels because um, it's oh yes everybody gets a slice of the pie but oh see i would say the the exclusive side of it is the quote-unquote nerd opinion because that's the full-on console wars look at what my team's doing like yeah. let's yeah. wave the flags and get the foam fingers out kind of thing it's um, really yeah. weird i'm kind of really I'm, i may, might even be a little bit more like kind of iffy about timed exclusives i don't know i think in my head i'm like um the gta example you brought up earlier scott is a really good example because Thank you. you know back when rockstar well you're welcome when rockstar <laughs> were like, really focusing on like um single player experiences and you know gta was its premier single player experience and for you to complete that single player title and then i think was it like a year or two years that, that some of these dlcs were locked on the xbox for yeah, it was a while yeah. i remember it being oh, a they while. Were, it was it was xbox exclusive dlc for a year yeah 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 i mean a year is a long time and if you're mm. waiting for the dlc for gta 4 that that is um that's potentially massive and you know i think call of duty has been a big proponent of the timed exclusives for a while now you know they've had um that was with playstation i think that's still mm -hmm. ongoing but, but that's, that's survival mode is exclusive to ps4 right now yeah anyway. so i mean that would be frustrating i think as well uh, especially in terms of the way we look at multiplayer games now as being a platform to then expand upon if you've got an entire player base and you know to be fair it, it comes at the expense of both players and i'm sure the studios as well because they've got to cultivate a community and make sure that they're invested constantly mm -hmm. and if you're um basically withholding content for a period of amount of time and if it's substantial content at that matter then that can fragment the player base and you know cause anxieties in that sense as well so yeah. the whole the, my whole big position on it is that i think exclusives are, are dumb i think everyone should be able to play whatever but at the same time i maybe i'm just resigned to it all now maybe that's the position i'm <laughs> at. i've been roared into the, to the i think after joker broke my heart in 2009 that's that's that's, well, that's, that's, that's yeah. kind of the thing because i my perspective on it is that it's it's just cold hard business and it's it's not that Sp like spider-man matters more to people but there's Again, so many examples it's of it. Chinatown. it is it's it's just pure just like well sony you know getting getting it out flopping it down on the table being like look we we are a bit oh, of a spider-man thing <laughs> flopping it left right and center and that's their thing and so they're like well there's an avengers game that however that deal came together there's a propensity to have a spider-man exclusive piece of content they're going to throw the money down on it because it matters more to them on a, a long term business plan kind of sense to have spider-man associated with playstation um and they'll just throw money at it so it's just i see exactly why it happens and there's so many examples of it in the past as well one thing that sticked um stuck out though when i went back over like the examples i just gave modern warfare assassin's creed hitman whatever all of them were playstation deals um that were like they were originated on the sony side and then they came over to xbox one of the only other examples is that rise of the tomb raider thing from the beginning of the generation and um, which was a year um, exclusivity and then it went across to the playstation and um, so sony are very much you know they play into this stuff but i think you look at the sales lead that they have and it does seem to work like on a brass mm. tax level of just saying look if you want to play this you got to go with playstation yeah i um, think you know. i think like having a pure exclusive is the difference between a timed one a timed one encourages people to stick with whatever console they want um until like if they can wait yeah, until it comes around. Whereas um, I think PlayStation are very on the ball with having like, no, this is our home brewed content and it is exclusive full stop. And it is like the good stuff as well. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, they're exclusives are mad. They're what convinced me to get a PlayStation stuff. If they weren't exclusive, perhaps I wouldn't have got one. Um, mm. So I, th I think they are, they are smart and they know what they're doing, um, but they... Uh, I guess breeding exclusivity and having it as a business format where people buy into it because they want these specialized exclusive things means they have more money because of that to put back in and make really good exclusive things um, mm -hmm. that are exclusive because you're putting money into a brand that cares about what it's making and to offer these exclusives. I've said exclusive so many times it's not like a word anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I feel like the timed exclusive side kind of chips away at, at what 
consoles and brands can make if people just had them as exclusives and signed up for a particular mm -hmm. one to support them in that sort of making as well. I think Sony do Sony do do the best exclusives out there, and if their model is working and people well, are buying into it, after claim Ash Millman, if you're not going to switch Ash Millman, no, you know what? I've dabbled in the switch stuff, but I think I think Hellfire. I, I've dabbled in it. I've dabbled in it, but like I think I just I'm probably think, with you to be honest. Sony, so yeah, don't wind me up then. I'm, I'm like <laughs> grabbing at the words and going, oh no, it's Nintendo Switch. But no, I think Sony, no, no. The, uh, Sony do have the edge on exclusives, considering the absolute like hot eye core they've put out recently of, of brilliant titles. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, inject it into my veins. But uh, yeah, one thing I was going to mention in regards to all that stuff is like um, you and you mentioned before we started recording, like the way that Microsoft are pivoting their whole business model and their general mentality and attitude towards gaming overall, yeah. um, where it's almost like, and this is a cynical way to go about it, it's mm. almost like they're they're embracing the fact or admitting the fact that they they can't compete with the yes. amount of exclusives that Sony have, and they've just their mandate has just been like, hey, we Game Pass, everything's for everybody. You play yeah. everything wherever you want. We're going to have a solid, ostensibly a third position going mm. forward because the Switch is still this runaway success yeah. as well. I mean, I think in a way, and even though I think you could potentially make the argument, you know, seven years on from that first E3 showing that Microsoft have potentially won the argument on, you know, uh, physical free games media and, you know, subscription-based models or whatever. Mm -hmm. Equally, I do think they're still paying for the mistakes they made um, with the Xbox One right at launch in yeah. terms of not having a strong first-party lineup in terms of all the other kind of, you know... Um, missteps that have been made along the way and i can already tell people are gonna be really angry about this like are oh, you and why are you so mean against xbox i had <laughs> i had an xbox i had an xbox 360 playstation just won the argument for me this generation right um and i still think that you know if we're talking about how microsoft are looking to adapt their platform going forward despite you know investing you know a, a sizable chunk of cash in getting more first party and um, studios and, and developers under their belt um i do think it might be the case that they've looked at this and gone well we can't compete with the, the first party offerings that um, that Sony have got right now. You know, mm -hmm. Halo is our big thing, but is Halo still going to be as big a pull with Halo Infinite and what we're doing right now? Oh, yeah. Everything they do apart from, you know, the the, the games pass and, and stuff, it seems more reactive than proactive. I don't know if that's the correct way to go about it. Mm. Um, but it, it's a case to me that I definitely, I, I do wonder if maybe they've looked at this and gone, well, we don't have a Spider-Man. We don't have, um, you know, that that marquee narrative single-player title on the lines of A Last of Us or, mm -hmm. you know, an Uncharted or something like that. We don't have anything that really, you know, demonstrates the the system all too well. And, you know, these if you're going to talk about, like, you know, brand and, and you know, exclusive titles and, and mascots or whatever, you know, these issues with the Xbox go back, like, two generations. Yeah, uh, It's just a case, you know, to be right now, I think, they are now definitely pivoting in that way of going, oh, we're for the gamers. You thought Sony were for the gamers? Bah, friends, we're the gamers. We're the real gamers here. Look at them trying to, you know, lock all this content. They've got, they're holding Spider-Man hostage. <laughs> Let's forgive them. That's basically what kind of the narrative going right now where oh, mm -hmm. we can cross-play and, and, and all sorts of different things. And I can definitely, it's an interesting narrative to see play out. I have no stake in the game either well, they, way but yeah they are 100 percent playing for the living room for the wider play i mean phil spencer said their main competition is google and amazon and they just want to be you know they want to be the brand that you go to like play some xbox and it's an app on your tv or whatever um and that means that the it, you know that idea of like going for exclusives and the old school stuff and mascots and things like that that would assumedly be old school or would assumedly be antiquated in some way 
but the way that it's all rolling out and the reception that's out there and having talked to people in, in real life as well as on social media, I haven't seen anybody say that they're doing well. Like uh, it might meet out over a long enough time period where you get that big, big uh, piece of that, you know, casual market. But the people who follow the industry are very much looking at PlayStation instead. Um, Ash, I was going to say we've both had both systems. Is that the same way that you kind of found it? I think you've kind of got a question that the people like that we are obviously like gaming journalists, people who are very invested in games and new stuff coming out. And then there's a big portion of people who like watch this content and like are very engaged with the games industry. And then there's a but there's a big portion out there who are just very much will pick up a game and not know anything about it because they, they like the cover or, you know, it's just a little casual thing they can play with family or, you know, they're, they're just trying it out for the first time. There's loads of like casual dip in, dip out gamers that aren't going to be like hardcore, know everything that's going on. I think Xbox having a space for that um obviously is going to be our, our reaction and our like influence over this sort of thing as in like what people are saying to us and how we uh, perceive it and stuff is going to be different from the person who just just has an xbox with a bit of dust on it that they whack something on every now and then um but as someone who has had uh both systems and like got, been a casual gamer been very invested like been all over the shop um yeah playstation absolutely like scolded uh <laughs> this generation um, yeah like I, I like Xbox and I love it as an entertainment system, but that is absolutely what I use it for. I use it to go on Games Pass and play some things that are now free and I can have a little, you know, pay for the Games Pass subscription and have what I want out of there. Um, mm. Go into that and uh, I use it for Netflix and Shudder and um, Amazon Prime and all my video apps. If I want to just do something that's not really like intensive story-driven gaming, I'll put it on the Xbox. If I want to play a game where I want to like dive into something, commit myself to doing some gaming for the evening, I'll put the PlayStation on. And I think mm -hmm. that's absolutely where the market is splitting and the different avenues are going down. And I think that really works for both their brands as well. And some, some people might look at it as a bit like, oh, Xbox are giving up, they're failing. Um, but I think they're just changing their narrative and changing yeah. their story. It's it like it's not the they're not in the same race anymore. It's not the game that they're playing anymore. I was going to say, where do you guys think? Do you, like the way that we're going to go forward, where Xbox really aren't assumedly going to compete on this front, and Sony are the ones putting so much money into exclusive stuff, even on multi-platform games. Um, do you think that that is antiquated, or do you think that just is the way the industry is? That if you're one of those companies and you want to compete on that level and make that much money, you need to invest it in ways that force people onto your platform. I don't even know anymore, Scott. I did, as I said earlier. <laughs> the principal skinner moment last night where i was like am i so out of touch and then went right. no it's the gamers who are wrong because genuinely <laughs> i can't wrap my head around why this is generated i mean i do understand why it generated so much fume but at the same yeah. time i'm just like come on it's, it's games come on it's just this is how it is and what they the, do the, i mean the, the interesting thing for me here you know we're talking about the two diverging paths that you know microsoft and playstation are going on mm -hmm. it does the, the, the interesting thing for me is that i feel as though xbox are trying to apply the lessons that PlayStation used so successfully at the beginning of the last generation. And by that, I mean, you know, we looked at the Xbox One when that first got announced as being anti-consumer, uh, you know, completely out of, you know, step with what, you mm. know, players wanted in their game. And you had that very famous PlayStation advert where after Microsoft detailed the, you know, the 50 point steps to trading a the game DRM with your thing. friend or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, they had that really great advert where it was just the two lads, just here's how you trade a game on PlayStation 4. Here you go. And I feel as though it's interesting how Microsoft are now positioning themselves as, okay, well, let's make it, let's make our platform as accessible and easy to use as possible. Let's make it as quote unquote pro gamer uh, as possible. Um, so I don't know. I feel as though 
I, I still think PlayStation have just, I think Sony have stolen such a big march over Microsoft mm. this past generation. And my only anxiety over ex potential exclusive stuff is that then kind of widens the gap a bit more. But then again, obviously, you know, Microsoft are definitely doing interesting new ways to try and carve out a new position in the, in the industry. So mm. it's a case of waiting to see how that'll pan out. But at the same time, you know, I think I both, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, I don't, I don't really see, Again, maybe I'm just in my little PlayStation echo chamber. I don't know. I just, at the same time, I just, I don't see nothing about the Xbox currently appeals to me apart from the fact that the online service is still the premier online service um, mm -hmm. for, for consoles. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous, the online stuff they offer. I think they have really cornered that market. And, and if they continue to put effort and energy into that, there will be the guys for that I, I i feel like kind of you say it's like for for the gamers or whatever the little cough that you gave you and um, <laughs> i feel like xbox are kind of for gaming like as like a a, a spectrum of like oh you know dip in and dip out of games and then playstation is for the gamer like as in people who want oh, to really no. like like <laughs> if you want to no. if you want to go between the little two like t-shirt with the arrow pointing upwards gaming yeah. and gamer because i feel like one is the broad spectrum of the pool of gaming that you can swim in that you can bless yourself with the waters of and like uh, yeah, pop out again, and then uh, and then PlayStation is like, "Oh, you're serious about this? Well, we got some oh, serious no. stuff for you." PlayStation like the jacuzzi. It's like the bit yeah. in Empire Strikes Back when Luke lops off Darth Vader's head, and it's actually him staring back at him. That's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was I, being, like, oh, sorry, yeah, go on. No, I'm I'm, I'm going on low. Sorry, I think. Um, sure. I, th I think having that sort of attitude for PlayStation really works for them and it's something that obviously draws people who are interested in gaming in like seriously or get a bit more into it very much because of the different exclusives and stuff. I think the, the bottom of this root of this problem for the, uh, the Spider-Man issue is mm. um, I, I, I get it. I really get the outrage and why people are upset because if, if it, it gets too much exclusive then you miss out and people don't want to miss out. They just want to celebrate all things nice in gaming. So yeah, it is. it does feel anti-consumer if you're on the outside of the bubble and you feel excluded. Um, but for those in it, it's very much a celebration of we have this money, we're spending it on you, we're giving you things that you want. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't laugh. Don't no, no, laugh. I had this image of just PlayStation just making, putting money all over the players, just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like that's that's kind of been their thing just hanging out at the club showering in all directions because that's like that's pretty much how they've treated this generation just every other third party company hey what can you guys do for us mm -hmm. um if we do another exclusivity deal and eventually over a long enough time period um you know the avengers game comes around and all of a sudden it's spider-man it's this big deal um and we all start paying attention to it but like as i said before there's so many examples of where this happened previously um that i think it's like someone who grew up with it or i think all three of us did then it's not it doesn't strike us as alien and even though it is fundamentally blocking some people off um, or, or, you know, gating them off kind of thing. And, and that is like a worthwhile talking point. But I don't see this changing going forward. If anything, yeah. I think Sony will only embrace it more going uh, into the next generation. Yeah, well, I, I think that's as long as, like you say, they're putting money back into their players. They're saying, hey, you mm. like Spider-Man? We'll give you some Spider-Man on your Spider-Man. Like, you know, celebrating all the stuff that people like, knowing that people like Spider-Man and would like to see in Avengers and that they can uh put into that and like have it as their mascot and do all that sort of thing and have mm -hmm. it as i think it, it it's a branding perspective where it's like this is playstation this is what you get it's very clear lines and mm -hmm. also those lines are quite harsh for some people and players again who want on the, the the side of them that gets all the stuff mm -hmm. um i think it's 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 good for, it's good for them good for them good well, for them that they have these things like 
To be honest as well, like the amount of things that they've done that are literally called like calculated risks. If you look at the the making of for God of War with Corey, Bar- Corey Barlog when he was talking about the way Shuhi Yoshida reacted to that game. And it's very much a calculated risk, the idea of taking this character that everybody knew and maturing him and like, oh my God, he's picking flowers and everyone's freaking out. And it was like that thing. And also something like Ghost of Tsushima, which um, even the J- uh, Japan studio, Sony Japan said they wouldn't be able to do. Um, that th- Those sort of quote unquote risks are facilitated by having an audience that they know is going to, um, it's going to work when they put something out and mm-hmm. so like it does work overall but obviously all of it is within the playstation ecosystem um and so I, yeah i i think all of us we get all sides of it um yeah. it's just kind of fascinating that it's spiked and blown up so much but a lot of that is because spider-man is so beloved they, they all love yeah. the spider-man they all love the, the they love the spider-man, Spider-Man which is why Spider-Man. <laughs> that's why all of this is happening in the first place and um, but yeah let us know think down in the comments below if you're watching on the video side or come find us on social media if you're following along on the audio platforms for now this has been the what culture gaming podcast i've been your host scott tailford joined by you and patterson Goodbye. <laughs> and Ash Milby. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>